You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the uh, 10th of March, 2016. Time is flying. We're almost a quarter of the way through the year. Spring is on our doorstep. The long winter, or the very short winter, is almost over, and it is seriously time to start thinking of your spring, summer, and, dare I say it, Christmas marketing campaigns, because get out there and play, kids. Summer's almost over. (laughs) It's amazing how fast time goes, Dave. It's blowing my mind. It is. And, I mean, you bring up a really, really, really good point, is if you care and it's a weird time to say it, but if you care about the holiday season and you care about organic search, uh, now's that time. Well, <laughs> Don't call me in the summer because it's too late by then. Well, especially, um, this year especially, given the massive shift in uh, Google's prioritization of uh, mobile search results. Oh, it's crazy. So if you're thinking about it, you've got to be making some changes to your website and you want to be implementing... Uh, Damn, I'm accelerated mobile pages. Number one, you're going to screw up this time, so get on it early. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I see you've had the same experience I have. (laughs) And I think this is probably where we ought to start today because Google is throwing so much emphasis on AMP. And, you know, at the same time, we have like like Facebook throwing a huge amount of open, I'm sorry, emphasis on uh, what it's calling its Open Facebook initiative. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, instant articles. And uh, so I'm having a, co- a conversation with a client yesterday, okay? And uh, here's pretty much how the conversation goes. Um, guys, we've got, we've received a bunch of warnings on uh, the plugin that we're using for AMP. We need to... Uh, 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 my client is trying to build their own AMP pages, but in the meantime, we're using a plugin to sort of fill the gap. Yep. So... Send, um, here's all the warnings. Let's go through them one by one and try to figure them out so that, you know, when we're on the building project for the for the pages that we really want to be our AMP pages, we can, you know, correct these things. 
And when you start talking about doing like major development work with a client, you start talking about significant investments from the client's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be resistance. So we're talking about AMP, and we're talking about uh, Facebook's instant articles. And I'm giving the, the caveat. We really, really should do this work with AMP. But i got to tell you, this is a bull initiative. And you remember what happened with Google Plus? You remember what happened with Wave? <laughs> Heck, you remember what happened with Orkut? So, you know, we're recommending you do this. But please understand, it's not our fault if Google pulls back on this. And then my client comes out and says the perfectly obvious statement. Well, I think they're just doing this to compete with Facebook and instant articles. Don't want, they don't want to get left out in the cold on this one. And that's when my head started to ache. Because <laughs> what, what advice do you give at that point? Because he's right. Yeah. And allowing for the advertising. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I don't, I don't mind what they're doing. I think it's a good initiative, like, quite honestly. I mean, I think it's a good – I think it is a good move for a lot of types of sites, right? Like, for, for publishing sites, basically, is, is what it's a good move for, article sites, um, to your well, client's point. Um, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, have you exp- I haven't experienced a lot in the SERPs, but, of course, I've been looking at my own pages. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's still some weird little glitches. You were talking about though, right? You're still working through the headaches. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it is a faster, sleeker, cleaner experience. It just it, it's better. <laughs> so, I mean, for the most part, not 100%, but for the most part, although it does have some significant problems if you're actually trying to sell or do anything like that on, on your pages, but it's not built for those pages. Well, indeed. And I think. Um how to say this? One, one, one of the problems with, with I think, both AMP and uh, Instant Articles, and all the good stuff is there. They're sleek. They're fast. They are, they are pared down to the bare essentials, and so they load lightning speed. Yeah. But my publishing clients survive on dwindling ad revenues. Mm-hmm. And those ad revenues are getting harder and harder to realize quarter after quarter after quarter, as the amount of real estate for advertising on the web just you know expands exponentially, and the you know uh, profit per impression or per click or per thousand, however you're measuring, the margins just shrink and shrink and shrink every year, and stripping out so much advertising, which clickable places where our clients are making money. Um, is I think gonna 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 have a long term effect on publishing the same sort of long term effect on publishing that Craigslist had on newspapers. You know, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, you bring up an interesting point, and this is just the evolution of the web, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's how this all works. Um, but it it ends up finding that weird equilibrium, right? Because uh, you watch, and and publishers will. You're right. Hit the nail on the head. Publishers will lose money um, because there is more real estate out there to purchase ads on than the demand requires, right? That's why AdSense is all over the place because people are like, I got nothing else. And and they just toss that up there. But as, as this rolls out and it makes it even harder in a weird way, better for the user, but harder to generate that, that revenue as a, as a publisher, because you're going to have to limit the number of ads to what I personally consider to be a reasonable, because I think a lot of publishers overdo it after that shrunk down a little bit, 
yeah, you're, you're actually going to find some publishers suffering and you're going to find some publishers going under and you're going to find that inventory shrinking and then the equilibrium forms, <laughs> right? Where now publishers can actually start demanding a bit more or more people will be at their sites because there'll be a, a you know, a reduced inventory. I mean, that's just the capital, you know, this is how capital works. Um, so I, I do think we'll hit that, but it is going to be tough sailing for a few while we get there, you know, very similar to, uh, I think what, you know, went on in the newspaper business, right? Like it just, those that didn't adapt, um, you know, perished. Yeah. Um, Hey Dave, you want to make a million bucks? <laughs> How's we that, gotta, Jim? We gotta, well, we got to uh, to make a million bucks. We got to put up maybe a hundred grand each, and we're going to go after. We're going to we're going to find the guy who owns the domain TextLink Ads. Okay, <laughs> TextLink Ads. You remember them? Yeah. Um, was it was Patrick? Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who owned it like years ago, and I'm not even sure if they're still operating. But in the AMP environment, we're going to be serving up advertising. <laughs> I see what you that's did a there. Hell of a, that's a hell of a domain to start an advertising agency from in the AMP environment, don't you think? Yeah, no, that's a very, very valid point. So let's make a million bucks, a couple hundred grand each. We'll buy the domain off them. We'll, uh, we'll, realize, we'll realize profit in weeks. <laughs> Good times. Um, and you know what? We're, we're speaking of AMP, um, so I'm going to go a, a really, really good article I'm sure you've read it. I can't remember whether you sent it to me or I sent it to you, or we both just happened to find it. Um, but uh, from Jennifer Slag over on the SEM yeah. Post, for anybody who's tried to implement AMP, you're hitting errors, right? Yoast is hitting errors. The guy knows his stuff. <laughs> like it has a team of people in there. Um, so uh, Jennifer Slag's published Google's tips for how to actually troubleshoot them. They're being pretty good about it and pretty open because, of course, they want us all to adopt it, and they know that it's a new technology and a new structure. So we're all having some problems. Um, so, yeah, it, it, for those who are hitting them, um, head on over to uh, the SEM post. or some other interesting articles we'll be discussing here. Um, but they have some she, – she's posted some tips and responses from Google on how to actually address some of those pesky errors you're probably seeing. Well, and, and keep in mind, friends, if you're using a plugin and you're receiving errors, chances are those are very similar to the errors that, well, pretty much everyone else using the same plugin mm-hmm. is receiving. So these are the these are the troubleshoot tips that Google's likely going to clear first. You know, if Google's right. going to be talking about how to fix these issues, it's where the bulk of issues are found, and guarantee it, it's going to be with plugins. You know what, we're talking about plugins, so I'm going to jump on this one. Also uh, required reading for anybody who's in WordPress right now. Um, over at Yoast.com, he's published part two of his series on AMP. It's more like an, an update article. Um, people who had been using the WordPress AMP plugin and Yoast, so we'll call those anybody who's aware of SEO. <laughs> uh, anybody you know who's, who has WordPress. Um, Anybody with both of those installed, um, there were some weird little errors being thrown up. Fair enough. Like, there's going to be conflicts with different plugins. Um, Yoast addresses some of his, or I guess Juice the Valk, I should say, and company's Yoast. Um, Juice, in his post, addresses some of them, um, talks about some that they experienced themselves versus what, you know, had been reported from other users as being connected with AMP uh, or the AMP WordPress plugin and the, uh, the Yoast plugin. 
um, the repairs that they've done, and they're they're active on this and actively repairing some of the issues. And you can see it in their graph that like their their own error rate is going down. So really great reading. He also covers what errors are still there, right? Like what they're still working on. So it'll be good for I think anybody who's using these two plugins to know what are known issues that are being repaired, so you don't end up tearing your hair out <laughs> trying to figure out what uh, a fix to a problem is. It that really is already being repaired and they'll do it probably a lot faster than you would. Absolutely. So if you're, I mean, if you're interested in that, go over, I'm, I'm actually, while we're speaking, I'm looking for the article over on the, uh, on Yoast.com. Um, it's over in their SEO blog. Yeah. Well, Hey Yoast. Um, I, I, I know you were somebody at, at, at your shop is listening. Um, dude, where's the link? Okay, it's um, it's from uh, seriously. It's a bit down. It's the third. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this live, it's the third one in the list. It is from the eighth of March. Um, so yes, it's WordPress and AMP Part Two is the name of the uh, name of the piece. Check it out. It's a great read. It's an essential read, and um, you know, one of the it's really cool that you got someone like Yos too is. Uh, Keeping people appraised of where their product is and where their product's going. Yeah, and you know, I appreciated him calling himself out on on some issue, right? Like, here's some stuff we haven't fixed yet. Here's some conflicts that our product is causing. Great. Just let me know. Now I know I don't need to fix them because you are. <laughs> like, you're working on it, and you've got a team of plug-in, you know, experts who are working on this right now. You know, probably far better. Well, no, guaranteed far far better and faster than I would. You know. This, this is just an aside, but um, I got I got to tell you, Dave. Like this is the third time in as many months where a major tool manufacturer, uh, Juiced, uh, 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 Dixon Jones from Majestic, mm-hmm. and Rand Fishkin from uh, from Moz, have come up publicly and said, "Look, we realize there's a issue or a limitation in our product," and you know. Mea culpa, we're, we're, we're taking responsibility and we're doing something about it and here's what we're doing. And I haven't seen this kind of like transparency from the tool and die makers in uh, like forever. No, and thank why. goodness. Um, well, you know what? It's really cool. It's a great it, thing, but about it, I wonder why. If I had to guess, it's that we are all um, a lot more familiar. I, I think just technologically, I think the, the lay person um, the, the tool user is much more technically proficient than we were, say, a decade ago, right? Like the average. I mean, I'm even talking newbies in no more now than we did entering in that. They know more about APIs. They know more about, you know, PHP coding. And they know more about, you know, and I'm, I say that because of, you know, WordPress plugins and stuff like that. You need to know PHP. So I think there, you can be called out a lot more readily. And with all the social media avenues, you can be called out a lot more publicly. So I think them just getting in front of the message makes it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're dealing with a you know some, some pretty solid, upstanding people too in, in this list we're talking about right now. But um, at the same time, I think yeah, we're dealing with a more educated group. And again, I'm even including the people who've only been in a year. They know more than I did after a year about what's going on technically in in these things. Um, so I, I think you know that's that's leading to this necessity for them to just step up and go here's here's the problem here's what we're doing to fix it um and and 
thank goodness it's it's far better for me to know the problems because it's going to save me so much time trying to repair amp issues that I couldn't have fixed anyway because mm -hmm. the actual plugin manufacturer is going to be fixing it. That's why I couldn't have. I, I, I'm not going to edit all the plugin files just to know they're going to be overwritten next time it updates, right? Like, um, so at any rate, that's, that's just my guess. Um, see, well, I don't it's know. Fair guess. And I, I just, I just think that should be recognized and, uh, you know, applauded in the industry. These are, these, these, this is the kind of behavior that, you know, it's just, it's just good corporate citizenry. Indeed. Um, you know what? It's, it's just about 20 after the hour. The, uh, there's a couple things I want to dive into that, that will take a few minutes to talk about. This is an opportune time to take a break here on Webcology. So, uh, Friends, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 10th of March, 2016, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Conversion Conference, the can't-miss CRO event of 2016. Join over 750 people from dozens of countries gathering in Las Vegas, May 18th and 19th, for the biggest industry-wide conversion event ever. Four parallel tracks of top content will allow you to personalize the exact topics that you want to focus on. Interact with expert speakers at informal networking events and birds of a feather lunch table topics. Meet dozens of leading CRO companies face-to-face -face in the Expo Hall. Get hands-on with pre-conference workshops and master classes. Join us for fun activities such as zip lining and Tim Ash's after party in the presidential suite. Oh yeah, did we mention that it's in Vegas, baby? May 18th and 19th, Conversion Conference last year sold out fast and it's expected to sell out again. So don't miss it. Go to conversionconference.com for details right now. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 10th of March, 2016. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And if, you, you know, if you're looking for official information from Google, 
there's you know a couple uh, avenues you can uh, pursue. One of which is you can you know go to some webmaster hangout and uh, get unofficial and often uh, misdirecting information, or you can do the verified thing and go to an official Google blog. Okay, mm-hmm. like they don't put it in print if they don't really mean it, sort of. Right. Um, <laughs> But they say, but apparently they say all sorts of stuff they're not quite sure of. Um, this is important, though. If you're if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for your favorite official Google blog, they're all about to move. Uh, Google owns Blogspot. They they own Blogspot. That's actually and then they own, and they own Blogger as well. But a lot of Google official official Google blogs are sitting over on the Blogspot URL. Mm-hmm. All official uh, 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 Google blogs, all their official printed, you know, text outlets, are now going to be hosted on the domain googleblogs.com, and that transition is starting this week, and it's going to be, you know, happening sometime. They're not saying exactly when for any any individual blog, but sometime over the next few months, um, your bookmark list. Or the blogs you have in your bookmark list, their location will change. Um, according to Google, the bookmarks themselves won't like you can use the old bookmarks. It's just going to three hundred one, you know, from from one place to another. Yeah. But if uh, if you had any comments that were relevant to a Google or any Google Plus comments <laughs> that were relative to one of these official Google blogs. That were over on Blogspot, those comments will disappear. So they're going to get reset. All they can see, Google Plus comments, will be reset as this transition happens. So copy them and save them while you have the chance. That's Good the advice. news on that one. Um, that's just a house cleaning thing. People should be aware of that. Um, the, 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 again, the location of official Google Blogs is likely to change sooner or later, sooner than later. So, uh, uh, update them bookmarks and save those comments in the Google Plus environment. But the Google Plus environment. So I did this social media uh, uh, project over the weekend. Okay. Okay. Large, massive um, consumer products show in Toronto, um, and, and we did all the social media support for it. Uh, the, the show happened over the weekend. We've been working. We've been working on the uh, project for about a month. And, you know, naturally one of the things that, 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 that we want to trace for our clients is how many conversion actions from social media brought them back to the client website. Right. You know, how many Twitter links, how many Facebook links, how many Instagram links or Google Plus links brought us back to the uh, – brought, brought a user from the social media environment to the client's website. And we were pleased to report a 200% increase – in Google Plus visits. At the beginning of our project, they had one visit from Google Plus. At the end, they had three. Two hundred percent increase, huh? Wow, that is really impressive. In any other context. <laughs> um, now, now, for what it's worth, the Facebook and Twitter numbers were excellent. Like we actually did see massive increases. But Google Plus, I mean, oh my god, like. It's just it's embarrassing, really. 
It is. It is. And I mean, you know, it, it needs to be viewed for what it actually kind of is, right? And, and, and we discussed this early on uh, in its evolution, right? It, it's basically a, you know, persona, right? It, it, it locks you into an entity, basically, is, is its function. Uh, and it needs to be treated like that. It, it was, I mean, I, I assume they wanted it to be like a Facebook so they could collect more data, but it, it's not. And the only reason it's being kept alive is because it is your spot. It's just built when you build a profile like or, or you know, create a username. Yeah. So it's just there, and, and that's all its, its real function is, is just to tie everything you do on Google to an entity point, and, and that's about it. It's only function, so... I'm not surprised with with what you're what you're seeing. What I was surprised with, also from Google, we were uh, we we've lost it. We were partying like it was 1999, and and PageRank, Jim, it's gone. I know. I don't know <laughs> what to say about this. Um, they're removing the PageRank uh, indicator from the uh, toolbar, which they did in 2013, didn't they? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, for, you know what? We, we might have two listeners who don't know how useless PageRank was. Uh, <laughs> so I guess just for them, it hadn't been updated in years. Um, they had said they weren't going to update it. it. It was a metric that caused more problems than, you know, benefits really at, at this point. You're, you're seeing data that's, that's a couple years old and even then it wasn't great. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, I'm relieved. Do you, have, you are are you well, are you happy? I'm relieved, but I'm also confused, Dave, because I, I I'm pretty sure we've reported this story before, the <laughs> removal of uh of of page rank from the Google toolbar. I'm, I'm positive we've reported this story before. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they had pulled it, but I, I if I remember correctly, and we are going back a couple years, I believe it was actually oddly a glitch that should have just been real. If I remember how that ended correctly. Uh, but yeah, official word out of Google. It's gone. I'm not seeing it anymore. I'm so, online. I, I think a few people still are. but So it used to be that Duke Nukem was my uh, my, my my sort of benchmark for um, stuff that was promised but never happens. And mm -hmm. now, of course, it's Penguin, right? Right. Uh, Penguin is the Duke Nukem of the SEO industry. <laughs> and uh, I'm, just, I'm just curious. What, do you, what took longer? The decision to finally, the, after announcement, the decision to finally remove PageRank from the toolbar or the um, terminus of the Long March of the Penguins whenever that comes up? Which do you think I, took longer? Because I'm saying we're going back to like 2013 or so around the PageRank story. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was, what, mid-2014 when we first got the whiff of Penguins? Yeah, last one was so oh, exactly. I'm too old for this. Uh, <laughs> there's been too many of them now. You by this crap. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> you can age yourself by this. I, well, this is like this, and you know, it's just like flurry of updates, and it's like, oh, was that one here or was it then? Uh, but I know we're at about I don't know a year, three months, or something like that. Um, from the last update, yes, yeah. but there was, but Penguin was introduced like about a year before that, right? Oh, correct, yeah. So, yeah, I want to go to the end of the long march. We're almost at the three year point, or yeah. we're, we're, we're closing in, but it'll finally be rolled into the general algorithm, yes. Um, but again, like, like, like I just noted, you can actually age yourself 
in looking at these uh, the, 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 the trajectory of Google projects? You know what part of my problem is on, on this one, and like on the update history, uh, and, and I'm going to talk about a great resource while we're at this. You know how you now have a – everybody has a mobile phone, and I don't know. Can you remember a phone number? I can't. <laughs> like I used to have like this like I had all my friends' phone numbers in my head. Now I couldn't remember any of them because I don't need to. I just look it up. and you know, Jim Hedger, right? And there's his phone number. Uh, and Dr. Pete over at Moz has created my oh, thing nice. of uselessness when it comes to remembering a specific update because they're a great, great, great resource. Um, anybody just look up, if you haven't been there a hundred times already, Google update history, or it's called Google algorithm change history, the name of the article. Um, anyway, it's, it's an awesome document that just chronicles them all, right? And it just takes you through time to, and, and links to resources talking about it. If you're interested to know what did the first penguin do, hey, there's, there's a couple great articles on um, the first update and stuff, if you wanted to actually follow it through history. So I, I blame Dr. Pete for the fact that I'm like, I don't know, I think it was about 15 months ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I blame him for that. Sounds about, but again, as, as for the for the last like public update, that sounds about right. You know, Dr. Pete's one of those guys. When there's a, if there's ever a Hall of Fame of SEOs, he's he's in the first order of inductees. Well, I mean, how many times have you been to his title tag tool? And for those who don't, look up Moz title tag tool if you've never used it before, because as we know, it's by pixels, right? So you go in and you put in the title you're thinking of and even let you put in what keywords you're hoping to rank for, click, and you can tell how aged it is because it says cuts me, uh, like C-U-T-T-S, like Matt Cuts reference, but uh, it goes cuts me and then actually shows you what it will look like once all the characters bold that you're hoping and is the title going to fit in the search result. Great tool. I use it all the time. Like I just sit there and type in different titles and the keywords I want until I find one that works um, and fits I, in there. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Okay. Well, you know what? Speaking of uh, of SEOs, who you know, if there was ever an SEO Hall of Fame, they would be inducted in the uh, in 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 the first cohort. Alan Blywith, the uh, extraord the SEO auditor extraordinaire, he brought up an interesting question in Facebook today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to read you the question verbatim, and yeah. I don't know if we got the answer or not, but it's fun to talk about. It's a, this is an interesting one. I've, I've never heard this before either. Eh? This is one, one of the cool things about Alan Blywhite. He will hit you with questions you've never heard of before. Because you know, if Alan, Alan Blywhite doesn't they... know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chances are most of us don't. Okay. Um, so the client, a client, asked this of Alan today. Of Alan Blywith. And if anyone's got an answer, like, you know, write us, write him directly. It's a, I'd, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this. Is there a way to allow Google to index an entire site and have it show in organic results except in a specific geographic location? The exclusion isn't content-specific. It's about blocking a site from showing up in a certain metro area or even in a certain state. So, you know, you don't want it showing up, say, in Sacramento, California. But you want Google to be able to, you know, go through the entire site and list the site in search results everywhere else. But, again, I'm making up these, but in Sacramento, California. Can you do that? My, my gut yeah. says no, but can you do that? I have- I have never seen a way. I mean, obviously, you know, like countries can do it. Like China, for example, is you know notorious for doing it. Um, but there's no way I could think of. And it's funny because it's it's mentioned, and I'm like, 
site. I, 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 I actually get where it could be useful. Um, you know, we had uh, you know, years and years ago, it was a, a Cuban cigar salesperson. Um, interestingly, he could not actually sell or market in Canada. Right. And, and he wasn't even trying to sell into the States. He just needed to advertise like basically, we know you're a tourist and you're coming up to Victoria while you're here, you know, come. We're the Cuban cigar supplier. Um, but he had to block the whole thing in Canada. So the site wasn't visible in Canada because that violates our laws and he's on our, our soil. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, he did still show up in search. And then you'd click through and get like, a, you can't see this page. Right. So I can actually see I, I see what the client is asking for because there's lots of products. It's, it's legal in these states. What if you sell alcohol? Well, you can sell it, but only in these states. I get it. Um, it makes a lot of sense to just want to not show up where you can't serve, um, if nothing else, to you know, make your stats easier. But there's no way I know of. So maybe something that, uh, you know, maybe he needs to ask Gary. <laughs> and, uh, and they can get on that. <laughs> well, good luck on that one. I don't think you're going to get a lot of um, responses from Google on that. Um, the only thing I can think of is again, like I'm, 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 I'm aware of the uh, cigar seller in question, mm-hmm. and um, they were using a 403, um, a forbidden, uh, forbidden content error message for people in Canada where it's illegal to digitally advertise tobacco products. Actually, um, yes, you probably do know them. I don't even know. Were you? With I, I was just the host. <laughs> I was working at the hosting company. I don't know. Maybe you knew them. I don't know. There's, some, there's something evil about that company, if, if you ask me. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I do know who you're talking about. Uh, incidentally, this this person we're talking about is a proven uh, serial entrepreneur with uh, uh, six- and seven-figure exits over and over again. So the problem they had was, you know, this wasn't this wasn't an amateur coming up with a problem. This was somebody who actually is an extremely successful business person who, you know, came up with a at the time creative solution for a national law. But again, he and 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 they were able to do that through IP detection. Yeah. But that didn't as as you said Dave, that didn't prevent the listing in the search results, which is what what Alan Blywhite's question is specifically about. Right. And I don't think we got an answer this week. I don't think we're going to have an answer next week, but I would love to think about it because it's a... uh, And like you said, you can see why it's important and why you would need to do this, but have you ever been asked to do do exactly that before in your entire career? No, and it just... It just makes a, even from Google's perspective to enable us to do that and go, I don't want to here. We just basically allow them. If I'm saying I don't want to be there, that means I don't serve them. So actually, if you're Google, it actually would make a lot of sense for them to work on a feature like that. Um, now that I'm thinking about it and go, yeah, if I don't want to serve this group, then don't show it to them because I'm a bad result. Um, and I'm telling you I'm a bad result. So it, it, it actually would make a lot of sense. Any Googleite out there with um, some spare twenty percent time just to uh, on their hands? This is a good one. It's you know if you really want some uh, some cron time on the major servers, hit them with this problem and they'll get and they'll get you that time. Indeed. Okay. 
we should uh, we should probably move along. We got another what two three minutes before we got to go to break again. Um, this is one that you put up, and I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, Google killed off authorship in 2014, but they're suggesting strongly that we uh, we continue using um, author tags. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's an interesting one, um, and this comes from Gary. Um, I, I keep. I pronounce it illis. I know it's actually pronounced eyes, but I don't know that people would know who I was talking about if I pronounced it correctly. So, um, yeah, he's basically he's come out saying um, that they have sections at Google that are actually working on ways to use it. He's not saying to add it if you don't have it. Basically, going it may not be worth the effort. So, basically, what he's telling us there is it is not a part of the algorithm right now. But we do have parts or people here at Google who are looking at reintroducing it and, and its value. Um, but saying, if you have it in there, don't take it out. Um, so, I mean, what a funny, funny thing to say. Like, uh, what a funny thing to tell a group of people. Um, which is, if you have it, don't remove it. We have people looking at it. It's like, well, you know, if you're on like a content management system... Let's be honest. It's easy to add. Whether you have it or not, you're probably going to add it when you know there's people at Google looking at it. (laughs) You don't want to all of a sudden find out it's a factor in the index and you're now having to play catch up. Um, You're going to be going that way. My only hope will be, and if if you want to make sure that it's not in there, use a bunch of it on really crappy sites. So when they're doing their thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it blows up. you know, and, and that's that's one of the things that was part of what they had to deal with before, and that's why they ended up pulling it out. Um, but, you know, it, would I leave it in there? Would I add it in there? You know, if you got a WordPress site, I don't know, how long do you think it takes to install a plugin to make that happen? What, like two minutes? About 15 max? seconds. Yeah. So uh, are you going to add it in even if you weren't, you know, going to have it before? Sure. Sure. Why not? I mean, I honestly, I've never actually removed it. <laughs> it's still on ours. I've just never bothered to because I knew it wasn't going to hurt. And who knows? Uh, turns out and that was the right instinct. Now, something, something that uh, uh, people ought to keep in mind, webmasters and SEOs, um, when Google starts tracking information, this is a cumulative thing. So even like, 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 like Dave just said, even if they're not using it as an official ranking metric today, we know there's at least one team, likely more, who are looking at that data in one way or another, and that data has this historic data as well as um, you know data that gets uh, generated daily uh, with, with 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 every new article you, or blog post you publish. The earlier they can start compiling information based on data that you're providing them, the better that data will work for you. Yeah, very uh, true. General rule of thumb. Yes, unless your signals suck, and then it'll hurt you in the long run. So make sure you've got good content. <laughs> but, of course, we are just assuming that their signals don't suck because you know, listen to our show. They've got to be good webmasters, right? That's right. That's right. Well played, Jim. Thank you. Um, and you know what keeps our show going? And the whole network going? Well, you're going to find out. Friends, this is on behalf of Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're going to take a break here on Webcology. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes. It's the uh, 10th of March, 2016. Back after these messages. 
Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. You've seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 10th of March, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we are in the home stretch of the show for this week. And uh, hey, Dave, remember, I-, I mentioned earlier in the show that uh, I was do that Digital Always Media had the contract to do like on-site social media support for a large consumer show in mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. Well, it was the Toronto International Bicycle Show, and I gotta say, man. I really like on-site social media support gigs. Because, you know, you know, it was a massive show, about 30,000 people over the uh, over the course three-day weekend. And, you know, our job, uh, there was, you know, there was uh, four of us working, this, working the social media beat. Our job was to be helpful. That's it. That's, that's what we were there for. It was the best job on-site. Except you know what? what? It, it probably helped that it was a subject and product that I, I know you like. Oh, that, yeah. That's always going to help, having to work in social for a product and, and topic that you love. It's kind of a win well, across the board, isn't it? There was one person there who had a better job than my team, and that was the guy who was demonstrating hoverboards. <laughs> have you ever broke one of those? I have not. It is the weirdest sensation. Um, it's kind of like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the horizontal board with the wheels on either side. Yeah. No matter what, you feel off balance, but every move you make informs the uh, unit, the direction that it, it should lean in or tilt towards or move in. 
And you're just trying to stand up straight. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> anyway, my first and very likely last attempt to ride a hoverboard. Um, I should have rode it around the velodrome, but, you know, it's pretty scary as it was. <laughs> um, hey, buddy, Microsoft wants to ask you a question. You want to buy some SQL licenses? Psst. You want to, you want to try some? <laughs> try some SQL? Microsoft is doing something it's not done before. It's giving away, targeting Oracle customers specifically, giving away free license offer for SQL Server 2016. Now, as as as, as, as you know, and you, Dave, and anyone who's been watching Microsoft over the last couple of years knows, they're um, they're pursuing a cloud-based strategy, um, moving moving forward from uh, from uh, Windows 10 and and the 2016 products onwards. Mm-hmm. It's all cloud-based stuff. And how to say this? They Microsoft missed the internet revolution by five or six years before it became a mission-critical space at Microsoft. They're not going to miss what they see as the uh, service as a software. Um, I'm sorry, software as a service, the, the, the cloud. They're not going to miss that. Not the way that they miss the Internet. That's not, not if people at Microsoft can help it. And one of the... One of the, 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 the Features that they're opening up to the to the public is like almost unlimited. Basically, make your own server, make your own SQL platform, um, be it on Linux or on a uh, on, on 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 a Microsoft machine. All of which are on Microsoft's cloud. Right. But this year, if you're an Oracle user, they want you, and they're going to give you a free SQL server license uh, for 2016. Mind you, you'll have to pay for it later. That's that's why I'm just reminds me that like a true heroin dealer move here. Oh, you know what? And it makes it makes great sense. Works like a charm. I know I moved to you know some of our um, you know server based resources and stuff over to Amazon based on yeah they were like hey you want a free year I'm like no yeah sure well that free year's up <laughs> so um you know i'm paying for it now the thing is when you go to, to companies like that and, and in these cases as long as you're competitive in, in pricing uh, how much misery is it to switch around like do you like doing it i don't <laughs> so you'll do it if the money's right switching back and forth doesn't make a lot of sense it's like isp is always battling for you at some point you just go i'm done i'm with the one i want no i don't want your special offer for you know a three-year contract um so i mean i think it's a really really smart move on their part uh, i'm not a, a a huge fan of microsoft um on the server side personally but yeah. that's just me but I, I think at the end of the day it's it's a good call on their part and i, I think it'll work out quite well for them and you know you got to feel kind of Kind of for Oracle, but there you are. The reason I thought the story was worth mentioning was because of the companion story that I want to mention that, well, doesn't bode so well as 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 having a new vision for exploiting um, cloud computing. So my uh my girlfriend's mom gives me a call the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh 
her husband, my, my, my girlfriend's dad, um, is a big user of Yahoo's personalized data services. You know, he keeps all of the investment, his investment information there and his email and, you know, the, the sports and, uh, and uh, 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 news that he personally likes to, likes to follow. He's a big mm-hmm. cricket fan. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else in Toronto understands cricket, so he has to go to Yahoo for somebody who understands cricket. And um, he went to uh, he went to his Yahoo personal page on Wednesday mm-hmm. to find it wasn't there anymore. Oh. Yeah, I know, hey. So oh. they call me up to panic, and I have to break the news to them. I don't know exactly what happened, but my first guess is Yahoo is shuttering its services. And well. Well done, Brasco. And and he got caught in that. Now, it's an example, again, of a company that had everything going for it and didn't adapt. And that, that's what that's why I thought the Microsoft story was important because of this experience I had with uh, with you know with, with, my, with my girlfriend's dad's issue that you know can't help him with. Sorry. Um, believe me, if I could, Yahoo would still be alive, but it's not going to be much longer. Um, I think it's really cool seeing Microsoft taking a lesson from its uh, former partner and now um, you know dying older, dying younger brother um, from from Yahoo. Very true. Um, now, something speaking of other people who are making some interesting moves over here, we all know the browser uh, wars. Um, Opera made a very, very interesting move. I believe it was just earlier today the announcement came out. Let me just look at the date. Yep, yep it was just earlier today. Um, they are actually building, for, for those who use ad blocking, I'm not actually a huge fan of it, only because publishers deserve the right to some revenue. But um, for people who do use ad blocking software, Opera is just building it into their browser um, rather than requiring add-ons. Now, they did some benchmark testing on you know pulling site data and, and what happens when you're using, say, Firefox or Chrome with Adblock uh, versus just Opera's with it built right into the browser? Um, load times, and they just, you know, sort of picked, I, I believe, an aggregate. Um, but Opera was at 5.3 seconds, Firefox at 6.4, Chrome at 7.7, and not surprisingly, Microsoft uh, coming in at a, at a big 10. You know, not uh, that's for Edge. Um, but it, it just makes sense, right? Like, build it right into the core. And it's going to operate better. I think it's a. I think it's a really, really good move on their part in a marketplace that is really, really tough uh, battleground right now. Um, you know, this is. I, I haven't seen yep. them make a, a great move in, in a long time, and and this is one of them. Tactically and technically, I think I agree with you, but I, I share your same concern. Um, ad blocking software is removing revenues from the very publishers that keep the web interesting. Right. Uh, and I don't know how, but should that, should that be the user's problem? No. The user should not have to be annoyed by stuff that annoys them. But on the other hand, if you want free content, role, right? Yeah. Well, and that, um, that's the thing. That's why I, I don't have ad block software installed because I feel it's my duty to pay the publisher for the content they're providing if I want to see it. That's just me. Well, well, that that, so that brings up the philosophical question about something like, say, Google saying, um, from a user experience perspective, we only want to see X number of ads above the fold. Uh, unless, of course, you're running the, the double-click network, in which case, just go for it, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Google's not quite like that, but the truth is you can get you get a bit more latitude when you run your ads through DoubleClick um, than you do if you're just uh, uh, running your ads through other ad networks simply because Google doesn't render DoubleClick advertising when it looks at a site because um, it already knows what the object is. It needs to, it's, it needs to ask no questions about it. Right. But um, ad blocking software, probably bad, but search engines telling publishers what they can and cannot publish in the way of ad content, okay. It's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough question. Well, and at the end of the day, really, the question shouldn't be, does this, use, does this uh, publisher put too many ads on their page? I mean, I get that it is, and that's the world, and, and we're functioning in it. What Google should actually be looking at, in my opinion, is what is the metric of the user experience? Does the user like it? Don't guess what the user likes it. The publisher's doing what they have to do to pay for it. If there's too many ads or they're put on the page incorrectly, like, you know, they're, they're blocking, you know, the, the content people really want to see, the user metrics are going to tell you that. So the, that's, I think, that's really the important. Choice. But, you know, that was, it had nothing to do with user experience and everything to do with load time on mobile. That was, it was just more objects they wanted to eliminate, more, more calls they wanted to eliminate. This is yeah. my opinion, okay? This isn't, this isn't what Google said. This is my opinion of what Google said. This wants to eliminate more calls off of, like, third-party servers while loading pages into a small screen that traditionally took longer to load than um, the, the, the hardwire or Wi-Fi um, desktop. Right. Um, so Google came up with something that, and they said it was user experience thing, but in reality, it was a Google experience thing. Um, pushed all these ads off of the, and, and lowered revenue for publishers. Um, and, you know, again, now Opera's coming out with yet a, with built-in ad blocker rather than a third-party ad blocker, which can easily be blocked or, um, well, is it Forbes or uh, what's the um, the major publisher? That has decided just not to serve content to people they detect with that they, they detect using ad blockers. Oh yeah, I think it was. Um, and good, you know what? Good, good call in my opinion. Like, sorry, but you're not paying the piper. Like, I I'm going out of business if you don't look at the ads. That's it. Now, at the same time, I mean, this is one of those circular conversations. At the same time, uh, about a month ago, the Internet Avenue, Internet Advertising Bureau castigated itself and its members for producing technically crappy and big bloated advertising like those auto-run videos and stuff. Yeah. You know what? we got to have a full show on this because we're out of time today here on Webcology. It's uh, top of the hour. we got the news coming up on the network and a whole bunch of great programming. Um, Dave, I, this was a great show. It was a fast hour. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 10th of March, 2016. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Thanks, as always, to uh, our engineer extraordinaire, Brasco, and the team at Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after the news here on the network, and we'll be back to talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.